All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. About? I'm really excited for today's story. Yeah? I just want to know more. It makes me really happy. It really, really, really does. Well, this is the kind of story that's really near and dear to my heart. And I just spent all kinds of time thinking about all the ways that I could try to find ways to help this place. Because it's just... It is. This place is amazing and we haven't even really started yet. I mean, we haven't even dug deep yet. Well, speaking of not starting... Yeah. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Thank you. You're so welcome. You told me something we did need to know there. <laughs> I'm Hannah Green. I'm Mary Swartz. And we are thrilled to have you back here with us again this week. Hell yes. Now, we will tell you that today's story is part three of a story Mary's doing. So if you haven't heard the first two parts, go back, go back two weeks, listen to part one and part two. Yeah. It is amazing and honestly a life-changing story. That is exactly how I felt when I wrote this story. Yeah. I researched, wrote, 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 edit, 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 wrote, wrote, and just felt like I was not the same person I was when I started, honestly. Yeah. This is just one of those amazing stories, and I can see why you needed to do it. Yeah, and we're, we haven't even, like, scratched the surface yet of Henry. Wow. Yeah. Does it get but better? It, yeah, it gets better. But at the same time, I just keep thinking, you remember when the story started? Yeah. I hope at some point we're going to circle back to that. I just want to know. So I'm sure somehow Mary's going to tie it all together. Well, I did. That's how I found Give Kids the World through Edward. I, I know, but I want to know what he, like, I know he was getting ready to go off to college and stuff, but. That's that's where he is right now with his life, and that's all I found out about oh, him. Okay. I haven't found out, like, anything else. I mean, he did, like, volunteer a week at Give Kids the World. And that meant the world to him. But, um, well, I hope I don't start in college. Did, do we know what he's going to college for? No, I did not find that. His mom, while being super, super advocating about um, helping people with their illnesses and stuff, because she advocates for everybody, right? Is still a little private about her no, children's and I personal totally, life. I totally respect <clears throat> that, but I sincerely hope. That Edward, whatever he is going to college for, is going to use his future to continue to change the world and give back. You I can't imagine anything else for this young man. You have to look up pictures of him. I just cannot Honestly. imagine anything else for this young man. You look at pictures of Edward Thompson and those eyes, those eyes just say mischievous all the way. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that. Yes. All right, so, uh, fun fact. Yeah, tell me a fun fact, because I've got one for you. Fact. Um, Japan has 23 vending machines per person. Oh, I knew that. I didn't know the exact number, but I knew, like, Japan is the vending machine capital of the world. Yeah, they are. You can buy anything. anything Seafood, sushi. Pizza, fresh made to order pizza. I don't know, the sushi scares me. Well, I guess... A lot of things out of a vending machine scare me, actually. But the thing is, what they call a vending <clears throat> machine over there is... It's not what we consider no. a vending machine. No. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, Japan has the highest amount of vending machines in the world. 23 vending... I just... 23 people. 23 vending machines per person. Where well, do you put them all? 
I don't know, but you never need to go to a grocery store or any other store for that matter. Oh, yes, I do, because I'm not eating out of a vending machine. Same. First of all, it's expensive, and second of all... All right. I'll be the one that finds that free drink that I think is free and will kill me. Well, gee, I think we covered <clears> that story. We did. Um, all right, ready? Yeah. Random fact. Yeah. It's impossible to hum while holding your nose. <gasps> I have heard that. Do you know why? Hum while holding your nose. I would assume humming has something to do with breathing in, but I I don't okay, I don't know. Here I am gonna make an educated guess that's gonna make me sound like a total fucking idiot. And I just had this thought. We share it with the world. How many of our listeners just are trying this? it right now? <laughs> Normally when you hum, the air is able to escape through your nose to create the sound. Oh. So when you squeeze and <clears throat> plug your nose and hold your nose, the air can't escape. So there you go. And yeah, if you don't believe me, try it out. Because you got to hum with your mouth closed. Hmm. No. Not doing that. No? No. No, you don't want to try that no. one? All right. No. All right. <clears throat> A visitor to a McDonald's fast food restaurant in Australia captured video of an unusual sight. Yeah? Yeah. I'm uh, passenger in the back seat. Well, I was going to say, having worked drive through before, I saw a lot of bizarre and interesting You've seen things. alligators in the back seat. We've seen cows in the back seat. Saw a woman with a giant hot pink adult toy in plain sight sticking out of the top of her purse. Had people come through with turtles and birds and all kinds of other, a, a massive lizard. Mm-hmm. Now, when I read this story, there's just, like, how the fuck did you get this thing in the back seat without hurting it? It's a horse in the back seat. Drive through McDonald's, a horse. How the hell do you get a horse in your car to start with? Okay. Why are you got a horse in your car to start with? First of all, it depends on how big the car is. It didn't look like it was a real big car. Second of all, does the back seat fold down? Is it a full-grown horse or is it a miniature horse? I don't care. But you know what my my ultimate thought at this point is? What if it poops on your seat? It's going to shit in my car. Probably. I'm never going to get that smell out. Nope. Probably not. And you're the one that wanted to bring goats home. One my car. <laughs> We're taking your car on the next vacation. <clears throat> okay. Then I can bring a go home. Anyway, the visitor um, captured video of a horse riding in the back seat of a drive-thru. Oh, my God. The uh, McDonald's worker who was working the drive-thru conversed with the driver of the car with said horse and explained to the person with the video the horse was there for ice cream. The horse wanted ice cream. So it was like Mr. Attic talk. When there, I really can't say that part. Hmm. All right, ice cream. Ice well, cream. I hope that their ice cream machine was was working because the McDonald's near my house, their ice cream machine's been out of commission for months, and they have a sign up that basically says it's broken. We don't know when the parts will be here. It could be many more months. Wow. So you would be out of luck, Mr. Horse, <clears throat> at the McDonald's by my house. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. So, usually, if you can't remember if you've done something, yeah, it doesn't lead to good things, typically. Like, there isn't a benefit from forgetting whether you've done something. Okay. But this guy from Michigan, forgetting to do something or thinking he forgot to do something, actually worked out in his favor. Because a Michigan man who couldn't remember if he'd already purchased a lottery ticket ended up buying two identical tickets and won two jackpots. Holy shit. Yep. Yep. We need luck like that. 
He couldn't remember if he had already bought a <clears> ticket for the December 17th Fantasy 5 drawing. So he had to split it with himself. He's been five, it says, I've been playing Fantasy 5 for a long time. I always play the same sets of numbers. I was at the gas station, and I couldn't remember if I'd purchased a ticket for the Fantasy 5 drawing for that night. So I decided to purchase one to be safe. The man later determined that he had indeed already bought an identical ticket from a different gas station. And after the drawing, I was on the Michigan Lottery website checking the numbers. And when I saw the two locations where winning tickets were sold, I knew I had to be the big winner. That's kind of cool. Said the next surprise came when he saw the amount of his prize. I checked my tickets and confirmed I had won, but I thought I had won $55,000 on each. When I called the lottery and they confirmed both tickets were $110,000 winners each, a feeling of relief came over me. A feeling of relief? What? I don't get what that's about. I, I don't know. Because I, either way, that's a lot of money. Right? But, um, yeah, so he's planning to use it towards home renovations and taking care of his family. That's cool. So it's not very often that forgetting, thinking you've forgotten to do something leads to something as good as that. That is cool. Yeah. All right, you ready to uh, finish this up for us? I am. <clears throat> Part three. We were talking about heart and soul. Henry Landworth, Give Kids the World. Yes. We started with Edward Thompson in a haunted house. We went on to Henry Landworth, who survived the Nazis, and Give Kids the World, which he created. Yeah. All right. Henry had always believed that when children entered the village, something inside of them changed, even if it was only for the week. He truly believed that their visits prolonged their lives, giving them a piece of magic, some silliness, a little whimsical that every single child needs and deserves. He saw himself in the faces of these children and could never quite do enough for them. A seven-day visit to Give Kids the World doesn't just end there. The family vacation also includes a basic ticket package during their orientation session on the day they arrive at the village. The ticket package consists of a three-day park hopper pass to the Disney parks, A two-day park hopper pass to Universal Studios, the Islands of Adventure, and a one-day pass to SeaWorld Orlando. Also available for the family are tickets to Aquatica, Airboat Rides, Busch Gardens, Gatorland, Green Meadows Petting Farm, the Kennedy Space Center, Moava Air Tours, which I think is an air or helicopter ride. Nice. Old Town Park, Pirates Island, Adventure Golf, Wet and Wild Water Park, there's almost too much to fit into one week. So many days and nights of magical fun and adventure. But there's something for everyone. Yes. I don't think the idea is for each family to try to do every single thing. It's for them to have things that anybody would yes. want to do. Because every child is different and right. their interests are different. Right. Yes. Meals are provided. Transportation is provided if it seems that nothing was left out. No child is ever denied or turned away. If the village is at capacity, they work with Disney and other local businesses to find lodging for the family for free. Wow. The words on these pages do not even begin to express what Give Kids the World brings to the lives of people who have been shattered. Yeah. Fighting battles that most of us know nothing about. Living with their worst fears. Feeling that soul-crushing hopelessness for your child. Simple words from a woman named Denise. The volunteers are amazing people. They made us laugh, smile, feel so special. The village is truly an amazing place with amazing people. 
They give people hope during the worst of times. The people that give kids the world don't just make sure there is fun to be had and ice cream to be eaten and rides to be ridden. There's so much more to a critically ill child. Yeah. Anyone who has cared for an ill child knows that there is equipment to be lugged around to take care of the needs of the child. Special foods, pumps, syringes, oxygen, supplies. So, so incredibly much. Give kids the world. Helps with that too. Many stories I read include the facts of not having to bring all those medical things because it was provided for them. And that in itself is a huge, huge relief. Yep. Taking away the fear of what if I forgot X, Y, or Z. Extra food bags. Extra syringes. What if something breaks while I'm there? Yeah. What if I get there and I'm missing something? Your charging cord for the food pump. That's the only way the child knows how to eat. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's just so, so much. many things. So not having to lug a wheelchair around, you know, just so many, 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 many things. That, but the impact is not just on the children or their families. The over 1,800 volunteers, the founders, even the president of Give the Kids the World, say that they get hope from these children. Hope and inspiration and a new way of looking at life, of not giving up. But Henry's story isn't over. So mine isn't either. While successfully owning and operating the hotel franchise, Henry hired and trained many mentally handicapped employees. In 1978, he founded the Fannie Landworth Foundation, named after his mother. Henry created the Fannie Landworth Foundation to help ensure that the pain and the agony of the innocent victims of the Holocaust is never forgotten. And the Fannie Landworth Foundation has contributed more than $10 million dollars to numerous nonprofit organizations addressing critical needs in communities such as safety net services, Jewish causes, Holocaust remembrance and awareness programs, efforts to reduce prejudice, bigotry, and hate, programs addressing elder care, programs that provide comfort, solace, joy, and respite to individuals with disabilities, serious chronic or life-threatening illnesses, and their families. The foundation built a senior citizen center and a children's school in Orlando. And they created a scholarship program for underprivileged children in Israel. The Astronaut Scholarship Foundation was created in 1984 by the six surviving Mercury 7 astronauts, along with Betty Grissom, who was the widow of the seventh astronaut, who did not was not there, um, Dr. William Douglas, that was the Project Mercury flight surgeon, and Henry Landworth. They all got together to create this foundation. Wow. The Astronaut Scholarship Foundation is a nonprofit organization that provides annually more than 60 scholarships to the brightest and most talented college students in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. What was the name of the Mercury what? Mercury 7 Astronauts. I just have... I... Project Mercury. Right. One day in 1999, Henry Landworth was at a homeless shelter with his daughter, Lisa. The two were there helping out. And at one point during the day, he asked the question, what do you need? The answer, underwear. They simply needed underwear. None of the men there had any underwear. Henry, Henry had never forgotten his time in the camps. He had never forgotten about going naked, going without any clothing at all that entire time. Henry and Lisa, they left the shelter. They went to a nearby Kmart and bought every single pair of underwear and every pair of socks that was inside that store. Men's, women's, and children. They bought every one. Right. From that experience came his new foundation, 
Dignity You Wear, working with hundreds of nonprofit agencies and schools across the nation to provide millions of people with the gift of dignity and fitted new clothing. So Dignity You Wear has partnered with manufacturers of clothing who donate and ship new clothing, and they send it to a central warehouse where it is sorted by size, gender, and style. Agencies send requests to the warehouse for their needs, and the clothing is reboxed and shipped directly to the agency, all by volunteers. The main recipients of the clothing are the homeless, veterans, and families in crisis, maybe due to a fire or a tornado or a flood. Henry Landworth once said, I know what it is to be without food and clothing, and I want to help people so they never know that pain. Millions of people, millions have benefited from this foundation alone. I am not exactly sure when, but sometime during his lifetime, the Fanny Landworth Clothes Closet was established. And the purpose of the clothes closet? The Fanny Landworth Clothes Closet was designed to close foster children who had been abruptly removed from their homes due to abuse, drug use, or neglect. Yeah. The children who, when they are taken, are just taken, and they get to bring nothing with them. Nope. And I don't think most people realize <clears throat> they don't get to pack a suitcase and nope. take their favorite stuffed animal and... Nope. The clothes closet allows caseworkers, managers, to take clothing for these children who range in age from newborn to 14. It is located in Jacksonville, Florida. It is run by the Jewish Family and Community Services, and they provide not just clothes, but diapers, toothbrushes, toothpaste, and other personal items for these children. In 2006, Henry and a friend of his founded Memories of Love. Memories of Love is kind of the opposite of Kids the World. Memories of Love... Love Foundation helps create joyful, lasting, and loving memories for children of parents with a life-threatening illness. During the year, Memories of Love sends over 100 families to Orlando for a five-day fun-filled memory trip, far removed from the mounting medical bills, the therapy, the hospital visits. They provide a treasured family time where children with an ill parent can return home with a suitcase full of special memories to be unpacked and relived. For many years to come. In 1970, an award from the Florida Association of Retarded Children recognized Henry's efforts with his employees. He built a clinic to help children with cerebral palsy that won him the United Cerebral Palsy Association's Humanitarian Award in 1977. He was recognized as one of the 12 most caring individuals in America in 1988. Parent Magazine's Humanitarian of the Year and Orlando Sentinel's Floridian of the Year he won those in 1994. In 2002, he received another humanitarian award, the Ellen's Island Medal of Honor Award. He won that in 2003. And in 2004, Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, they gave him a humanitarian award. He received an honorary doctorate in humane letters from the University of Cincinnati, and he's twice been honored to carry the Olympic torch. Wow. He received the President's Volunteer Service Award from President Barack Obama which I didn't know when I did my introductory paragraph. Right. Henry raised his children with the same moral compass that he had. His son, Gary, started up the nonprofit, The Gift of Teaching, which provides teachers in North Carolina with free school supplies, furniture, equipment, and toys. And his son, Greg, replicated The Gift of Teaching in Tampa, Florida. Daughter Lisa and her cousin, Lori, established Art with a Heart in Healthcare, which is a healing art program based out of Wolfson Children's Hospital, Nemours Children's Specialty Care, and Brooks Rehabilitation Hospital. So they have their program in three different hospitals. It's really amazing. Henry truly believed that the family that gave together stayed together. Even after seeing the worst in humanity, 
When he came to the United States, Henry chose to let go of the pain and the anger, forgive the past, and live a life of peace, compassion, and unconditional love. Henry believed in angels, miracles. He had a legendary sense of humor, mm-hmm. and he lived every day as if it were a gift from God. He tirelessly devoted himself to improving the lives and well-being of children and families in the communities where he lived. When photographed with children, Henry was most often on their level, crouched down eye to eye so they didn't have to look up. He always appeared as if whatever their conversation was about was the most important thing he would talk about that day. Henry truly believed that children are our greatest resource. He often said, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. In his lifetime, Henry Landworth experienced intolerance and hopelessness. He was well acquainted with despair and bitterness. He had felt the hands of evil and hate upon his shoulders. He had been stripped of his dignity, his humanity. They tried to rip his spirit from him. Every day of his life, after the age of 13, as he was dressing for the day, every time he took a shower, every time he got ready for bed, he would see the tattoo on his left forearm. B4343. Because B4343 was what the Germans tried to reduce Henry Landworth to. A letter and a number. His prisoner number. His only identity he had for those five years while in the camps. He was a man who had suffered the worst atrocities of humankind, and he survived. And with his survival, he chose to use his voice and tell people his story. He chose to make a positive impact on others, to teach each and every one of us that there is evil in the world, but there is also love. And love will always be far more Powerful. Henry spent his life giving back to the children of the world what had been taken from him when he was so young. He said, you've got to give of yourself, not just money, but the essence of yourself. That is what makes life meaningful. The world said, see you later to this amazing example of humanity on April 16th of 2018. He was 91 years young and Henry Landworth, a name mostly unknown, definitely deserving of so much more. Although... I'm pretty sure he'd disagree with me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yep. What an amazing man. What an amazing thing. I don't even feel like I did him justice, honestly. And his foundations will continue to touch people's lives and to better their lives and to help others for so much time to come. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, in his family, it's not just, you know, it's not just, oh, we're giving these kids an experience. You know, and we're giving these parents a memory in case their kids don't make like it's the like the opposite, like you were saying, giving kids with, with ill parents. Yeah. I mean experience. who would have thought of that? Honestly. Giving, giving to foster parents or I mean foster children, giving to teachers, giving homeless to, like, people. Po- like oh my gosh. <clears throat> they just like and in the hospitals and never heard of them before. Everybody knows who the make well, I assume most everyone knows who the make a wish fund. But I would agree with you that the entire world needs to know about give the give kids the world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All because of Edward Thompson. I found him from Edward Thompson. Well, you know, I love the whole story and I love everything that Henry has done. And I say has done because I feel like it's not over. He might not be here, but his story is still not over. But at the same time, neither is Edward's. You're right. And I hope that someday we're able to do another story. <clears throat> the big things that Edward does with his life. It would be kind of cool. 
It really would. It would be. Because even if he does them behind the scenes, quietly in his own way, just have this feeling that Edward is going to change this world for the better. Yeah, maybe I'll reach out to his mom and see if there's anything we can add as he progresses through his life story. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Like Very, I said, you write the story and you're just not the same. You know, we write the stories, but sometimes, sometimes the stories that we write change us. Very much so. Your cat is eating dog food. Not the first time, won't be the last. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Very, very well done, Mary. Thank you. When you said you had this really long three-part story, I really wasn't sure what to expect. And at the end of, at the, end of the first episode, I was like, oh, this is a cool story. And by the end of the second episode, I was like, I don't want you to stop. Keep going. I need to know. Thank you. That so, is such a compliment. I loved it. And I'm, I'm really glad that you found that story. Me too. I will be very proud of that story. Thank you for sharing it with me. And thank you for sharing it with the world. Absolutely. you have a final thought for us before I break down and just ball? Well, we don't really do a final thought on this one. We just tell everybody that oh. we love them and okay. to stay mischievous. But, you know what? I had a final thought that I did on the other podcast recently. And I feel like Henry would very much agree. Okay. And I don't remember exactly how I worded it. But something about the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose in life. To give it away. Is to give it away. Yeah, that is so beautiful and fits so well. Whatever you do today, take part of your day to share your gift with the world around you. Have an amazing day. We love you. Bye.
We here at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know really appreciate the time you spent with us today. Hopefully you learned something unusual today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at tmsidntk, which are the initials for the title. Suggestions, ideas, comments, corrections, send them our way. We take them all. If you enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. That lets us know how we're doing and helps others to find us. This podcast is hosted by a couple of sisters who research, write, and edit their own stories. All other editing and production is done by Mary Swartz, and the original artwork was created by Hannah Green.